Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, and welcome back to episode three. We're talking about self-awareness. Self-awareness is one of my favorite topics, and it's something we'll be talking about a lot in future episodes. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of easy things that we can do to help improve our self-awareness. There's many other things that we can get into later, but these are two easy steps to help at least get your feet in the water so that you are starting to make progress to be more self-aware in general. I also recorded this podcast over the 4th of July holiday, so I'm pretty sure you can hear some fireworks going off in the background. Even though I recorded it pretty late, some people were still lighting off some fireworks. Enjoy! Now, the definition of self-awareness is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. I'm going to take that to the next level and add that to truly be self-aware, we need to be in sync with what those around us are perceiving. You may have the best of intentions, but if you aren't aware of how others are receiving what you are saying or doing, you might not be as self-aware as you think. Let's do a quick gut check to get your mind going. If I asked you what three things at work you could be doing better, could you be specific in explaining them? Would these be the same three things that your manager or colleagues would say about you? Did you get a little sick to your stomach thinking about what people think about you? What if I asked what your friends would say about you? Would you have a quick answer or would you need some time to think about it and then get self-conscious thinking, I actually don't know what my friends would say about me. Those are a couple of quick and easy examples where you can start to align your self-awareness to what you think is reality and what your team members or friends perceive of that reality. Self-awareness takes some reflecting on yourself to really see how you are performing in any area, whether it's inside or outside of the workplace. Take a moment and think back to the last work assignment you had or project you pitched in on or team meeting you shared an opinion in. How well do you think you did? How would others rate your input or feedback? Now, this isn't a time to get self-critical. We're just taking a moment to reflect on how everything played out. Once you have done that, what are things that you feel went really well? What are things you think could have been improved on if you had the chance to do it again? I highly recommend keeping a journal of some sort. My preference that I suggest is a simple Google Doc. Have an area where you house your projects. There can be different sections, such as what was needed to be done, what impact or input did you have, what do you feel you did really well on, and what are things that could have been done differently. This can be so helpful for when you are doing a self-review or preparing for an interview. You're going to have this document with so much information to pull from that will be fresh in your mind. And this can also come in handy when asking for a raise as well. 
to prove what you've been able to contribute to the business. Next step is to get a little out of your comfort zone. Are you ready? You're going to ask some team members for feedback. Yeah, I said it and I know it's a little scary, so we're going to ease into this. A huge part of self-awareness is checking in with those around you for some honest feedback. What are they seeing that you aren't? This doesn't mean negative. It could be a lot of great stuff too. I know when I started asking for feedback, other people were pointing out how good I am at improving processes, picking them apart, and working to make them even better. I did that simply because I like to always improve whatever was out there and, again, my Enneagram 3 achiever status of having even basic knowledge articles needing to be the absolute best. When I was still very new into wanting to get promoted and had feedback provided to me without seeking it out, I had the feedback that I was too social and that it didn't seem like I was getting my work done, and that hurt. I wasn't ready to hear that feedback, and I thought I was doing great at my job and at being social, but that wasn't what leaders were seeing. If you can get in a good place to be ready for some feedback, you're way ahead of the game because most people are so afraid to ask for any sort of constructive criticism. So again, we are easing into this. At work, Who are two to three people you are most comfortable around? You're going to start by asking them for some feedback. Depending on how you'd like to approach it, most people are going to prefer to provide both positive and some constructive feedback. Let's ask them via email preferably. You don't want to put them on the spot in person because you never know what you're going to get by asking for that instant feedback. You'll want to give them some time to provide that thoughtful feedback. You can say something along the lines of, hey buddy, pal, coworker of mine, I'd like to ask for some feedback. Can you please provide me with two things that you think I'm doing really well and two things you think I could improve on? I appreciate your feedback and would love to have a response by the end of this week if possible. How does that sound? Do you you still want to (laughs) vomit? Your friends know you best and will give you a good foundation to start on with their feedback. Because you're comfortable with them, it'll be easier to have a follow-up conversation and get some practice with face-to-face feedback and how you can ask for more information to understand why they provided the feedback they did. Now, when you get this feedback, I suggest waiting for a time when you can take a break in case something is hard to take in. Maybe wait until the end of your shift so you can read it and have time before any next steps. When you do read the feedback, read it with an open mind. They aren't writing constructive feedback to intentionally hurt you. So it's important to understand where they are coming from and why they feel that way if you are not in alignment with what they are saying. Don't be defensive. We all have things we can improve on. If you're going home to vent to a spouse or another friend by saying, well, he or she is even worse at that than I am, or they don't even know what they're talking about. I'm not like that at all. I'm speaking from experience here. It does not serve you well to be defensive and try to justify that perception. I suggest going back to your reflection process, adding a feedback section to your document and writing out how you feel about the feedback you received. Once you've had time to work through any emotions and are able to have a conversation about the feedback, ask your friendly colleague if they are okay to sit down and review that with you. You'll start by thanking them for their feedback. 
Trust me, it's the best thing to say anytime someone gives you feedback because it's up to you with how you react to it and not about how it was presented. If you are out of alignment with the feedback they provided, ask some questions to help understand where they are coming from. It can be something like, Now when you said this part about the feedback, I'm not sure I'm understanding what you mean. Would you be willing to provide a little bit more context? Or you can say, when you wrote this part of the feedback, I'm referencing back to this project we worked on. Is that correct or is this occurring more frequently? Something along those lines. Once you feel comfortable with the process of asking your close colleagues, you can start to branch out with other colleagues and people you don't work as closely with. The feedback you receive from those other team members is not going to be as relevant in the sense that they don't work with you in the day-to-day. It will be a lot about perception, which is helpful to be aware of. Again, being aware of a perception does not mean you have to change anything specific. Knowing simply helps you be more aware of how you are presenting yourself in passing, as well as understanding how you can have improved communication. I'll give you a couple of examples. At one of my recent jobs, I worked with a girl in the training department, and she was amazing, but the GM of the department was not a huge fan of her. So I asked him, why don't you like this person? Why aren't you giving her more of a benefit of the doubt or spending more time in training to truly see how well she's doing? And he simply responded saying, whenever she's walking around, she does not have a smile on her face and she looks mad. So his perception of her and his whole understanding of how she approached everything at work was that she had a bad attitude because she wasn't always walking around smiling at work. I know that that can be super frustrating feedback to hear and I've heard similar feedback myself where I felt like sometimes I had to walk around the office with a fake smile on my face and not so much fake smile but more forced because I didn't want someone seeing my face thinking of all the things I had going on that day and that's when I was overwhelmed and they didn't see everything that was going on and I wasn't aware of what my face was saying in that quick passing and therefore a quick judgment was made and not a true example of my work. Same with this team member. I thought she was amazing, but I did have to do a lot to get other team members on board to understand how great she was. If they weren't spending time in the training room to really get to know what type of leader she was and what type of trainer she was, they were only seeing a quick glimpse of her day and making a full judgment off of that. Another example is, I'm sure a lot of us have dealt with this, is when you work in a large corporate environment and maybe you walk around and see a department who you feel doesn't really do anything, right? It seems like they're always goofing off, having a good time, and you feel like your department is hard at work. So that's not fair, right? Well, in that case, you have your own perception issues and you're not aware of exactly what they're putting in in the day-to-day. So in that case, I highly recommend doing some sort of shadowing or booking some one-on-one time with a team member from that department so that you can better understand what all goes into their work because I'm sure that they aren't just goofing around all day, right? Okay, how do we feel about some self-reflection and the beginning steps of asking for feedback? Your company may offer some form of 360 reviews or another type of prompted feedback, 
but you're going to stand out when you're asking for feedback outside of a required process. You'll gain more respect from your coworkers by caring about what they think and truly wanting to better yourself as a colleague and leader. You'll have more confidence in yourself because when you know your areas of opportunity and your areas of strength, you can really hone in on what you're great at and find other colleagues to reference back to or get help in your areas of opportunity. If you're keeping a reflection journal or taking time to reflect on your interactions, you will also start to stand out to those around you. Self-awareness is sexy, and the more you work towards it, the more in alignment you'll be. Again, I want to be very clear that if you receive feedback about something that didn't go well, it's not to say you need to improve on an area you have no desire to improve on, or it's not an area of passion for you. In that case, you take the feedback and think, who could I have asked for help for more input or guidance on in this area? I don't want you to feel like you have to be the quote-unquote well-rounded employee. I'd love to see you soar in the areas you are most passionate about and also utilizing what I spoke about in episode 2 in regards to building authentic relationships. This is where you'll be able to lean in on the strengths of your colleagues, which also helps you to be a better leader when you're aware of what is your strength and how to best utilize someone else's strengths in any given situation. If you've done some self-reflection or have asked colleagues for feedback, I'd love to hear from you. DM me over on Instagram at Nicole.Harrop with how it went or if you need some additional advice for next steps or if you're feeling a little lost or need some additional support. I love hearing what's working and what isn't working for you. See what I did there? I'm basically soliciting your positive and constructive feedback. I'm so cheesy. It's fine. But seriously, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it, and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.